Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Shop the Quest Nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from $3.49, now 20% off. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday the 30th of March and well, the kitchen is on one today. We look forward to sharing some stories about that very, very shortly. You'll have to push me own button to come on here. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, love it. You know, Kempe, hope you're a good brother. I missed you last night and I'm going to miss you today, but you're out of jail today. You must be can't right wake. up, mate. You must be right up. Can't wait. I can't wait to talk to Kez, and yet Joe misses the button every day, mate. The rat is in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, we had a good night. We had a good dinner without you last night, mate. Good to connect with the lads. and uh, Would have been yeah. a cheap dinner. Lucky I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, she wasn't too bad. We went to um, Ponsonby Centre, went to Blueberries Inn. Mm, and, beautiful. Uh, yeah, had a good kai there, bro. Yuppies. So, Yuppies. Um, <laughs> Big time. It was a good, it was a good catch-up with the crew, but we really we missed you and we uh we'll catch up with you next week i'm back up on sunday and potentially do the show here on monday brother um coming up on the show warriors v broncos on saturday so we've got the brian sir no not even sir brian it's brian bluey mcclinigan on to give his insights of where the warriors need to be and need to tidy up and his coaching's perspective on how he would approach this must win. Everyone's a must win with the Warriors, but this one against the, the Broncos on Saturday. So looking forward to chatting to Brian Bluey McLennigan. And uh, America's Cup. The America's Cup is gone. Barcelona 2024. How? Why? Are you disappointed? Are you gutted? Or, uh, or you can see why Grant Dalton has made the decision to head offshore 
we've had Kevin Shoebridge. Kevin Shoebridge joined the show uh, earlier today, and uh, he's over in Barcelona. We're going to share that interview with you at 7.40ish. Make sure you stay tuned to listen to that. He shares all the decision-making, why, how, and uh, what really got them over the line to head to Barcelona. The underlying factor is cash money, let's be honest. But um, give us a text, double eight double three. What are your first thoughts about this? This breaking news overnight. Barcelona, the America's Cup, is heading offshore for Team Emirates, Team New Zealand. Give us a text, double eight double three, or give us even even better, give us a call, 0800-150-811 on the Kenard Tire phone line. Just after eight, we've got a Razine cricket catch-up as the Black Caps have, as expected, dominated Netherlands with bat and ball. Will Young scoring his maiden ton. Blair Tickner was outstanding with the ball. Four, four wickets for 450 runs, so uh, he was very, very good off his 10 overs. He's going to join the show and uh, have a wee chat about last night's game against Netherlands. And uh, to end the show, Hydra Flow catch up with the one and only Mickey G, Mickey Guerin. Uh, looking forward to having a chat to him. Maybe he'll lead us into a few tips as well. And Louis assured me last night. No, we've got a winner. And he's got a winner. So Kempi just that. has to cover his ears. <laughs> Kempi can't listen. Kempi's not, Kempi's not allowed it because he'll get too Come upset on. if it doesn't win. Come on, mate. I'm, 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 all, I'm all in. I'm all ears. <laughs> Kempi, I was actually scouring the fields yesterday trying to find Cinerama. Um, today we get our markets at about 4 o'clock. Where can we expect it? I don't, what's, what's the bully out mate, of I, the Nusnaneki? I missed a phone call yesterday afternoon from Alan. So I'm, there's, there's two reasons Alan calls me. One... Um, either he's on the trip around the mountain in the blue bus with a with a couple of boys, and he's stopped at the Opanaki pub or the RSA down in Waitara, and he's full of it. And he wants to give me a mouthful, or two, he's lined something up and he wants to give me a tip. So hopefully it's the latter, mm. and I'll talk to him. Uh, I'll talk to him in a break this morning, mate, and give you the give you the bully on where our girl's running next because she's only probably got one or two more races in her, Louis, before we uh, we send her. Um, to our good mates, hopefully you know where they're going. Down a little Avondale. Down a little Avondale. We've got, we've got, we've got the, we've got the word online. I'm going to use that. You want that Sharrick uh, Ten discount for Pur and Canto, yeah, don't you? Well, we're going to take the discount, and we're going to take the discount we got on online that day as well. So I'm pretty happy about that. I'm quite happy to send it down there. Perfect. Uh, but I'll, I will, I'll fill you, and I'll give you the bully um, probably after seven. Nice, love it, mate. Uh, Izzy, thank you, and great to great to have you up in Auckland. It is a it's a real treat. Unfortunately, though, that's the last time we will ever go out for yeah. a team dinner on a Tuesday night because, well, he's just a boy, and <laughs> it's happened. Look at him too, mate. Talk about Billy Badhead. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> mate. Did you didn't, did you not when you walked past the bathroom this morning, kids? You didn't think, oh, mate. I've got like two mate. minutes. I'll go and. He, he didn't have two minutes, Kempi. He was sweating. He woke up. He was like, mate, just straight slippers on. I don't even know what they are. Birkenstocks or something. And he's just ran out the door. Don't even know if he's got undies on underneath his shorts. And he's just come in. He's stressing out. The funny thing about that, Kempi, is last night we were talking about it. I like, do you ever sleep during the day? He's like... I'll have the old one, then Louis starts cracking up. Like He's like, mate, you sleep four hours a day after work. So, you know, he starts laughing. And then I'm like, he's like, I've only, did it, he said something like, I've only been late once. You know, he said something along those lines. And then we're like, oh, good on you, mate. Yes, like, mate. We're all late. Defend yourself. We're all late. We, we have a little moment. And uh, look, honestly, I, I feel for you because there's nothing worse when you wake up and you're sweating and you're like, oh, what have I done? I love mate, it. Tell us, what happened? <laughs> you know, Talk yeah. us through the morning. 
Um, it's, it's actually your fault, Dagger. I mean, uh, you, you stuffed oh. us too well. The, the richest food. Uh, you know, just bit food for a king. Yeah, bit of gout. <laughs> Struggled to get up. Nah, pretty much. Oh, I just have no idea what happened. Did the same thing as Kempi. Thought that I was actually at work. Hey, mate, don't, don't be upset. We've got a new song coming. What is it? We're either going to do Criss Cross Miss the Bus or, or what was it? It was all a dream. Biggie Smalls. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baby. Yeah, yeah. All the people that told me I need an alarm clock. Yeah, I never sleep put because my name's Kid Rook. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear the Todd Lover kids. And at least, I, at least I stopped when I walked past the bathroom that morning. It had a bit of a wash, mate. Do Dude, not like look, it. I've got, I've got a short mullet. I was in the studio this morning. Don't you dare walk past here this morning smelling the way that you do with that thing. <laughs> Those, those cruddies you had on last night, right? You know, we, me a cuddle. Sorry, we actually had to delay the show starting this morning. Yeah. We were I, so worried. That was the most confusing thing, was I came in at literally 5.59, and, like, everyone was just walking around. I don't know, I was out here chilling out. That's, it was that, all a dream. That was the dream for me. I was like, oh, my God, I've dreamt that Joey's woke me up and, and told me I'm late for work, and I'm actually fine. But no, no, all right. But I'm here now, boys. You're here <laughs> now, brother. We had a good night. We had a good catch-up, and I uh, really enjoyed taking you boys out and uh, connecting and, and we, we got to hear from Joe don't we we got to hear from Joe yeah, and we want to ask him what was what was the two things he learnt last night what were the two things you learnt last night Joe I know you, you were just sitting next to one of my best friends Henry Miyagi Hewitt you know and he was sharing a few insights and a few things to you last night mate what were you what did you take away? Um, one of the things I took away was uh, eat all the food Daggy buys for you. Uh, and <laughs> the second thing that I took away was um, where to take a, a woman on a date, uh, how to speak to a woman, and also don't let a woman treat you poorly. You're better than that, Joe. Yeah, that's what I learned, that's man. That's it. That's right. Listening. That's right. Kimpy, that's good, eh? That's, see, that's, it's kind of like personal, professional development. Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, I wish I was there last night. It sounds like it sounds like Mr Miyagi's given given the old wipe on wipe, wipe off type uh, information to young Jay. I can't wait to see him put it into action. Well, that's that's the big thing, you know. It's all, all good in theory, but Joe, do you think you can execute? No. <laughs> see, this is where we, we need to get that confidence up, mate. Um, now you were you were absolutely dominating those prawn. Prawn um, dumplings, and you were loving it, mate. Uh, it was good, good fun to get out. You know, I encourage everybody to do that. You work mm. with colleagues, you got to get out, and you got to get around each other outside of work. And Kimpy, mm. when you get out of ISO tomorrow, we'll do the same, mate. Um, big, oh, big, one hundred percent. Hey, honestly, the racing this weekend is like so good. Uh, off the top of my head, we got the Derby, yep. Australian Derby. We got the Manawatu size produce, so we got our own group one here. Um, we've got the Doncaster over at Randwick. Um, we have the TJ Smiths. We've got the Nature Strips of the World. The Eduardo's back in action, wow. flying up the straight. So it's day one of the championships. It's a huge day. So this weekend, it's a, a great time to go and um, catch up with some mates and have a couple of stubbies. And, and that's what it's all about. What will be your... <laughs> I know you're going to give us a tip later, but what will be your tip of the weekend if you had to have one, Louis, well, you can tell me off here if you don't want to share with everyone so the odds go plummeting down. Um, we're, we're Wednesday, so we're, we're, mm. we're a day out um, from getting the markets, but 
I think my tips are. I've already lobbed my tip. I mean, I did it earlier in the week. I think Regal Regal Lion. Okay. The, and I think you can I, honestly, like Hitotsu's. Do you a, reckon it beat Hitotsu? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if it'll beat Hitotsu, but Regal Lion, it, it's got every chance. It's going to go well in the wet. Murray Baker's done it before, and I think you're probably still getting slightly overs there. Anyway, because we were out at dinner last night, Kimpy, you were on the couch on the sports desk, mate, and. You watched, obviously, the Black Caps Netherlands game, all 100 overs of that. Um, and then you decided that you'd flick it over to Mohana Pacifica <laughs> and the Blues. What did you see out of that game? Well, I thought they had them, to be honest. I um, When Lulala um, went in with that, with that shoulder down in the, the ruck, is he? The ruck. Um, you know, and, and cleaned out one of the, the Moana Pacifica boys who's still 20 minutes on the clock and they just had a try to allow to bring it back to, I think it was 24-22 at that stage and um, they went they went uh, and disallowed that try and, and there's 12 men on the field. They got it back to 24, I think it was 24-19. They were, they were a try out of it mm. and they were going really well and I thought, you know, um, here we go again. They, you know, they're on a roll. They're going to they're gonna get they're going to get themselves up but they made a few changes of the blues and they put a put a heap of young kids on and they made the halfback the the ginger-headed halfback I can't remember his name um Finley Finley mate he was outstanding mm. in the last 20 minutes he just dominated the the ruck and, and set his forwards going forward and and I got and I got to say Luke Romano in that last 20 minutes led like a real good captain he just mm. he he set the he set the platform through the middle of the park and and they got themselves home the young boys the young blue blues boys so uh, wasn't wasn't the fairy tale that we were all hoping hoping for for Moana Pacifica but again I was just thinking when I was watching it they put um, they put on quite a show for a team in their first year in the in the competition, um, and again ran another team close, and and I and I guess the coaches will, will be pretty pleased with that, especially with a short turnaround. They were, um, yeah, injuries savage with the COVID kind of situation too. Moana Pacifica, they had a lot of changes before that game, so they'll be extremely proud. Um, Kempi, I want to come back, and I want to talk to you about that red card, and and what what went down last night. I've watched it a couple of times, and it is a situation and a. A part of the game that refs are refing really hard. Contact with the head, they start with the red card and they come back down. But that situation in Iraq, when bodies are so low, it is one of those you know, contentious kind of decisions that need to be made, Louis. And, and yeah. I reckon we come back and have a quick chat about that, eh? Yeah, you're right because it has. There was a real bad one in the Super Rugby in Australia over the weekend. Mm. Um, cover and cover defence is where you're going to see it. A guy yeah. flying in, but now they're looking at is there any mitigating factor? Has the guy stepped? Has he changed levels? And if he hasn't, you're actually almost certainly gone and mm. you're gone for the game. We'll talk more about that, is he? After this, and if you want to catch up with the uh, Australian Pakistan cricket. Uh, Pakistan are 213 for 8 you can still go listen to that in the SENZ app so just flick over we won't be offended because we know you're going to return to us because we've got a stonking show lined up now Kez is awake at 6.21 in the morning here with Chemist Warehouse great savings every day Stop the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse now starting from just $3.19 You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ SENZ 26 minutes past 6 and uh, boys talking the red card let me read you this text and then you guys can both react to this uh, hey Daggy I agree that the refs can be quite pretentious with the red cards but Nepo Laulala deserved that red mm. in the first 5 minutes he also did another one on Jack Lamb which sent him off for HIAA 
H-I-A. Nepo is often reckless, even for the All Blacks, but both those shoulders last night were reckless with no thought about the repercussions. Is he is that what you were thinking? Yeah, that's that's a great text message. He's, he's spot on with um, Nepo Lala. He's done some crazy things. The way he throws his body into these breakdowns, tackles, you know, like... Um, yeah, that's just the big man, how he, how he operates, but he's just going to have to change his technique and, and the way he goes about it. He's obviously hit the head, and we want to protect our head. We're very, you know, the importance of concussions these days is hugely vital, you know, to longevity after post-rugby. So um, just a, it was just a situation. It was just a situation like a breakdown, you know, uh, Kempi. So the breakdown, you you, you you got to get low. You've got to clean out. So the one thing he didn't do, he didn't raise his arms. So you're kind of like making that... Uh, effort to like raise your arms and kind of wrap that wrapping motion is what kind of rests for looking for his arms are down and he's cleaning out that was probably his downfall but everything happens so quick and, and the breakdown your bodies are low uh, obviously that playoff I think it was Fina and Nisa it was on his knees and uh, so his body's really low and Nepo's gone in to clean out probably wasn't had no effect on the ball so it probably was quite a dirty tactic I think Fina was left to the ball as well so he wasn't even near it so it probably wasn't even, you know, a realistic opportunity to steal the ball. Um, but yeah, well, what were your thoughts on that, mate? After seeing that decision, I know you have big question marks over some of the refing and you know the rugby, um, you know, rules. So what were your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, look at the, the latter. The, oh, Jesus, some stoppages in rugby union. That's probably the they need to tidy that up because it, yeah. when it's when it's a when it is flowing, it's a really good game to watch. Um, but the referees, you know, they they get involved too much. I think there's too many rules. Mm. The one the one around the red card, like the the problem. See, back in the old days, you could actually do that stuff. Yeah. You know, you could you could go in and clean people out, and you could you could take people out off the ball. There were there were you know, four day, cameras with Matsu Kempi. There weren't four cameras on the corners and an eagle cam coming down from the sky, and and then the close up guy running around with that one on his shoulders. You know, on the on the hoverboard. Um, you know, there was one camera that was following the game. So, you know, coaches need to talk to their players. Mm. You're scrutinised no matter. You can't get away with anything. Mm. And the one that, the shot that got me, like I thought, man, that's not a red card. You know, like if you want to go into the ruck, I used, when I used to play rugby union, I used to hate going into the ruck in the mall because you get cleaned out by the fours and it hurt. <laughs> you know, it was really, they'd, they'd scrag you, you know, and then, that ruck here, those are days oh, yeah. when you had those 25-millimeter See a pretty and... boy back in there, eh? Bang him. <laughs> oh, mate. Just getting held down, and... like getting held down by your throat while the rest of them get into you? Oh, mate, you, you, you're throwing elbows and everything to try and get out of there. But what what he got done by is he got done by the, he got done by the camera. Mm. See, they missed it in real time, but when they go back to the replay and stand there looking at the screen, you cannot deny it. Mm. You know, and, that, and that's that's what that's what players need to realise. If you go in with any type of malice, one, there's that many cameras that they get the look on your face. The look on Lalala's face mm. gave it away. He went in there with malice. He actually went in there to hurt the guy. Yeah, and he's hit him. He's hit him clean with his shoulder um, towards the head. And Izzy, you make the real good point. With the way concussions go in these days, mm. they're going to try and stamp it out. And the only way they can stamp it out is to make examples of people. Yeah. Yep, for sure, mate. And and, and they've actually got a, a doctor that is sidelined with their own camera, 
looking for head knocks as well. So they're constantly just looking for um, concussions, seeing players getting rocked in the head. So that's you're never going to get away with it. So you've got to actually make the decision, change your technique. And I think Lee, yeah. uh, Nepo needs to really have a questions about question marks over his technique and way way he's flying into tackles, lifting his arms, and just trying to um, just change the way he's approaching it. I feel. And coaches need to take accountability, mm. and the, the actual teams need to take accountability and start talking about it in the week and mm. saying, you know what, you can sacrifice you getting the ball to change your technique yeah question for you uh, can be quickly just before we shoot off um, league the league they you know they put you on report could that be something that we go to to save the game obviously it has to be you know circumstantial like how what, what kind of evidence or what kind of happen, what's unfolded on the field but could that be an option can we come back to Kempi can we come yep. back to Kempi because he's going to unload on I know Kempi will have <laughs> a many a thought on this one yep. um, Izzy Kempi and Louis we spent last night with two screens in the lounge now making ham rolls in the kitchen with the Oz Pakistan ODI on the app and you lot on the radio <laughs> busy ears knife skills dodgy at 6am <laughs> Kimberly keep your fingers <laughs> safe great to have you tuned in this morning Baz and Izzy for breakfast here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and building New Zealand love racing.nz after this and Kempi's thoughts on whether we can see a report system brought into union. SENZ, 27 away from 7, yeah, Shane Warne's memorial tonight, man. The superstars playing there, we've got Ed Sheeran, Chris Martin, uh, Elton, Sir Elton John, even Flemo is making a speech on uh, video. So, yep, definitely stay tuned to the app or to SCNZ Radio tonight. Kempi, the review, the report, the judiciary, does it work? Can it work in union? You know, one of the one of the things I like about rugby union is they're so innovative. You know, they came up with the ch- the change of points. I think rugby league is so far behind as far as innovation goes with changing the shape of a game. You know, you take a you take a four point try and you turn it into a five point try. You know, something I've spoken about on the show quite a lot is that rugby league should should maybe change the way that tries are scored from a kick and from a movement. I think if you if you give it five points from a movement and four points from a kick, you're going to see a lot more movement in the game of rugby league. Mm-hmm. The other one that really interested me last night was that they, they sent a player off, but they give him 20 minutes before they can replace him. I thought that was really innovative. Yeah. I think, I, you know, because one of the things that you do, and we saw this against, against Newcastle um, and Penrith last week, when you take a player out of a, an elite game, mate, it is so hard to call it a game of football. Mm. You know, coaches just expose that weak link, depending on who that player comes. So they take off Mitch Barnett, for instance, in rugby league, he defends at three and on the edge on that left edge, which is your, your really good side that Penrith go to all the time with Crichton, and they carve you up. You know, So what I thought last night when they, when they made that change, and I thought, man, after 20 minutes you can put that player back on, I thought that was a really innovative move. Mm. So you can't get away from, from um, penalties. I think how you look at the penalties, like Rugby Union have done and said you can replace them after 20 minutes, is, is a really cool way to do things. Mm. I you know, for me, I think that there's a place for five-minute Sinbin in rugby union. Yeah. Uh, rugby league, sorry. I think that if, you, if, you're, if you're down on a, for instance, going at a try line, you've got to re- repeat offenders. Look, Kenny, um, Jesse Bromwich is a prime example of it when, you go, when Melbourne play. Okay, he holds players down for, for five, six seconds all the time and around the ruck. Melbourne do it all the time. I reckon instead of giving a, a repeat set, I reckon you send one of them off for five minutes. Mm. And you give a team five minutes of, of attack at the line. It'll it'll tidy play it'll tidy areas up. So, um, 
the, the, the catalyst for these decisions at the moment is concussion. Mm. Now, that's, that's why they're being sent off. Because if you attack the head, then you get, you get sent off. And doctors and medical people, we all know that eventually there's a big case coming for concussion, um, as, there, as there has been in the NFL. And until they, they sort of sort that, this out, mate, we're going to see people just getting away with it for, you know, for, for many moons to come. I love that, Kempi. Um, there was there was a couple of times in league when when I th- when the refs put them on the report in rugby, they would have been sent off. They would have been sent off. So I just thought in league their ability to to keep the game alive, keep it even, you know, because we want to interest the fans. But you've spoke about it, mate. Innovating rugby union has done that. Twenty minute red card, bring someone back on that is uh, not that red card person. So uh, yeah. It's interesting, mate. I love I love pricking your brains on those things, and you've got some fantastic ideas as well about the the way they score the tries and and the way they go about. It. So great great summary, mate. Nice stuff, Kempi. All right, boys. Love Racing is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. We can litter some tips throughout the morning. Hey, how about I start with a real rough one? I'll start with a real rough one. Race seven. Uh, we're racing at Matamata today. It should be a decent enough track. Over the 1,400 metres, there's a horse here, Finest Wine, who I've always had an eye on for David Green. It's got a wide draw. It's got Sammy Spratt on, but you're getting $15 and $4. I think a top four, top three bet, maybe a gold coin on the nose. While it's fresh, I think the Tavistock can go a pretty big race. That's not the best of the day, though. The best of the day, well, how about this? Jamie Richards, we've spoken about it. He's off to Hong Kong. He's moving on with his life. Uh, he's leaving Tiako Racing. He's been there for six and a half odd years. He's won 50-odd group ones. His record is quite um, incredible. And I guess today's just a, it's, it's not necessarily an emotional day, but it's a day we should pay tribute to because it's the last day his name's going to be in that, on that trainer's sheet. Mm. Um, Mark Baker takes over operations this weekend if Dynastic wins. Uh, sorry, Mark Baker. <laughs> no, not, not Mark Baker. Uh, Mark Walker. If Mark uh, if Dynastic wins this weekend, it'll be down there for Mark Walker and for Tiako. Um, so, look, it's a, it's a funny old day, you know. Jamie Richards, he's dominated the trainer's sheets for so long. He's racked up however many wins he's won however many premierships over the 50 group ones is the one that's really quite incredible so with that in mind you know and don't say I never do anything for us here I just sent him a message (laughs) and I said mate you know it's going to be a while since you can fill our pockets up like you know you've got a big strong team in it matter matter what's your best and I was hoping he'd say this because Rodney Schick on the mail run on Saturday tipped out this turn-me-loose filly that he said is the next best thing he is really looking forward to seeing it get to the races. Its name is Victoria Rock. Mm. It's in race four. It's had three trials for three wins, and it can gallop. Now, have a bet, because this will start short. I think it might start $1.50, and it's $1.80 at the moment. What I would do with it personally is I'd probably... Back, back it out right it's a dollar eighty so you're close enough getting your money back and then also maybe run it through a multi the other horses I put in your multi race eight Kai it's another filly who um, is is probably due a winning go it's been running good races ran a nice enough race at Pukekohe but hasn't quite got over the line I don't care if you just take the dollar thirty five a place or in race eight Kai if you want to take it to win and the other one I'd like to point out to you is race number three Neighbourhood now Neighbourhood missed the kick in its first and only start it's uh, a Waikato stud gelding. It's out of an O'Reilly mare by, um, by Pins. 
Lee Thinnis does the writing for Lance O'Sullivan, Andrew Scott. The only thing I'd say here is it's been friendless in the market, and with that stable, you might expect a little bit of cash. But on its last start, where it flew from the back and ran home really well, there's no reason the $2 a place isn't a multi-filler with Victoria Rock and Kai, whether you want to take the place or the win. But best of the day, race number four, via Jamie Richards, Rodney Schick, and myself, everyone agrees, Victoria Rock, it's short, but it should just be winning, and it could potentially be a more you bet, more you get situation. Gamble responsibly, <laughs> R18. Oh, Louis, Louis, Louis. Yeah, it must have been a great bet because I was hounding you last night, and you gave me absolutely nothing. I'll just give everyone a chance at the same uh, uh, time, yeah, mate. Okay, <laughs> so now I've got about five minutes before Brett from Huntling and Richie from Upper <laughs> Hut gets on, and they ruin my odds, so I've got to get in there. <laughs> okay, let's head off. Hey, Jamie, um, just from us at SCNZ, and we'll talk about it for ages yep. to come, but Jamie, from everybody, congratulations, mate. If you're listening down there in the Matter Matter Barn this morning, or anyone that knows Jamie Richards knows what sort oh, of character legend. he is, he's a legend, go well up at Hong Kong, enjoy your last day with your name in the training sheet. Back after this with Quizzy Dad. Give us a call, 0800 150 is Shop the Quest Nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from $3.49, now 20% off. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. T.A.B. with the prize. 50 bucks if you're wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, that time in the morning, someone's going to get 50 bucks. I'll put my bet on, so you're more than welcome to have a wee punt on Victoria Rock. Uh, race for Mata Mata today in Sakai, and a wee place bet on Neighbourhood, Louis. I've done a wee multi. There you go. Hey, top three, you like that? Yeah, got to be smart It'll today. Win. Better win. <laughs> It'll win. Here we go. We're going to go to Richie from Upper Hut, and I'll bet him to the punt. Morning, Richie. Ah, uh, sweet as is he. I've got my money on the Phoenix tonight. <laughs> yes, good man, good free, man. Free horse race, paying over three dollars. Beautiful, beautiful. Good luck with that punt, brother. We'll rip into it, eight. Question number one: How many runs did the Netherlands score in yesterday, yesterday's ODI? Two hundred and two. They did two hundred and two. Well done. Question number two: Who is the current UFC light heavyweight champion? Um, Israel Adesanya. It's not Izzy Adesanya. Sorry, brother. That would have been way too obvious for you, Rich. Hey, <laughs> have a good day, brother. We're gonna go to Jade in Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning, morning. Who is the current UFC light heavyweight champion? Is that uh, Jan Blokovic? Ooh. No. We don't know, though, because, you know, Kieran's just woken up. He's, <laughs> he might be, he might no, be no, on a different planet. It's not Jan Blachowicz. 
not him. Sorry, bud. Have a good day. We're going to get a Brett and Huntley. Morena, brothers. Morena, Morena. Brett. Who is the current lightweight heavy, light heavyweight champion of the UFC? Clubber. Area, is it, oh, is that it? is. Yeah, that fella. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that, fella. that is correct. All right, brother. We'll rip into number three. Zalatan Ibrahimovic has said he won't retire from football until someone is better. Which nation did he captain? <laughs> Zalatan. 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 Oh, he's playing in the States too. Oh, I don't know what nation he's from. Um, I don't know what nation he's from. Have a stab. Have a phone Russian. Russian. <laughs> 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 no, he's been sanctioned. No, it's not him. Sorry, Brett. Thanks, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Simon in Auckland. Morning, Simon. Morning. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Has said he won't retire from football until someone is better. Oh, I love his swagger, eh? I love it. How good. Which nation did he captain? Sweden. It is Sweden. Sweden. Here we go. Question number four. Which year did the Highlanders lose to the Crusaders? 24-19 in the Super 12 final at Carisbrook. Which year? Mm. Um, Five. Four, three, I'm just sitting two, here. I'm just sitting two, here. one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Everyone's asleep this morning, a, mate. No you, phone or friend or nothing. You had a phone or friend, so All right. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Jade. John. John in Christchurch. Morning, John. How's home? How's Christchurch? Good? Yeah, good, mate. We're good. Question. What year did the Highlanders lose to the Crusaders? 24-90 in the Super 12 final at Carisbrook. Got a bit of an idea, but uh, let's go phone a friend. Prince is one of Prince's one of Prince's best, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Prince fan. Oh, Come on, mate. Five, four, twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. <laughs> Just like twenty eleven. Carol's, <laughs> Carol's broke. <laughs> <laughs> Carrollsbrook finished last game at Carrollsbrook was 2010. Yeah. So 2011 wouldn't beat the answer. Sorry, John, have a good day, brother. Tim in Christchurch. Morning, Tim. He'll get, he'll get, this. He'll get this. Put me out of my misery. What is it? 1996. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no Prince fans out there. <laughs> Timmy, yeah, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Sorry, mate. have a good day. <laughs> Mike, Mike and Christchurch. Mike, come on. I think Crusaders finished dead last in 96, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. What year did the Highlanders lose to the Crusaders? 24-90 in the Super 12 final at Cowsbrook. I was there, that final. Um, 99. That is correct. Nice. 1999. Question number five. Who was the first New Zealander to win an Olympic medal? <laughs> Wow. This <laughs> <laughs> is in a bad mood because he's overslept, mate. This is <laughs> Good luck. Phone a friend. Is, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm sure his granddaughter play, his great great granddaughter plays in the in the in the fern side, the cricket side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she that's his, that's his, that's his, that's gotta be a great Related great granddaughter. Related to Potter. 
Potter. She's related to Potter and she plays for the for the ferns. Unless you've managed to Google one how to say a name, Mike, any name. <laughs> Peter Snell. <laughs> no. no, it's not Peter Snell. Sorry. Peter Potter. We're gonna go to Gig. Giggy. Morning. Yeah. Hey mate, how you going? Good. Did you Google it? Just to say it. Jack Lovelock. Hey? Jack Lovelock. It's not Ooh, Jack. Oh, this is had a dig. Go this Jack, a go. Dig. Great, iconic, it's, wasn't it's it? It's a great dig, but no. It's not, not the answer. Sorry, Gig. We're going to go to Carl. Morning, Carl. Quickly. Morning. Morning. What's the question? <laughs> Who was the first New Zealander to win an Olympic medal? 1908 related, related in London. 1908 in London. 1908. First woman, did you say? First New Zealander. Oh, first New Zealand. 1908. Yep. Oh, my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, first name oh, is oh, half of Potter, and second name is half we of Mealy. We've got 25 seconds. Half of Potter, half of Healy. No, nah, um, half of Mealy Kerr. <laughs> oh. Dotty Kerr. Harry Kerr. No one wins. No one wins. We've got a rollover. A hundred dollar jackpot tomorrow on Quizzy Dag. Let's bring back wow. petrol station. Petrol station, yeah. Kiz. Kiz, you're ba- right. Kiz is in a bad mood. Six away from seven. Shop the Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, the quiz jackpots to $100 tomorrow, so make sure you give us a call back. Uh, Daggy will be back in the pool house ready to spit us some rhymes and some quiz. Um, Izzy, after seven, Brian Bluey McLennan, M- McLennan, and then later and <laughs> later in the... Later you just in got the, Mitch McLennan in your head, eh? I've got Mitch... I've NFTs, got Mi- Metaverse, Metaverse McLennan. Mitch just... Absolutely in my head. And then at 7.40, we caught up with Kevin Shoebridge, mm. Chief Operating Officer of uh, Team New Zealand. The America's Cup's going to Barcelona, and that's going to upset a lot of people. Oh, mate, I'm looking forward to sharing that interview. Kevin Shoebridge, big news overnight. Barcelona 2024, the America's Cup is heading offshore, so make sure you stay tuned. Blue McLennan coming up very shortly. Craven and McCafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Wednesday the 30th of March and we've got Louis Herman Watt, Tony Kemp and Izzy Dag in the house, Baz McCullum, our skip, he's over at the IPL, we miss him, we hope he's doing well, he's one from one, bet Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings over the weekend and uh, hopefully we can get a wee update and hear our skip's voice very, very shortly. Anyway, I'm going to read a quick text. We spoke about Nipo Lalala. I'm a blue supporter. Nipo should be cited for that red card and miss four weeks. That was thuggery from Charlie. So he thinks he should be there should be more repercussions from what unfolded last night with Nipo Lalala's red card. Coming up on the show, 
Just remember, America's Cup. It is gone. Barcelona 2024. Ooh, How? Why? Are you disappointed? Give us a text, double eight double three. your initial reaction to this news that has broke overnight. Barcelona is gone. Barcelona is hosting the America's Cup. And I know there's going to be some disappointed pundits out there, um, and we would love to hear from you on the text machine, double eight double three, or even better, give us a call on 0800 150 Right now, though, we're going to talk a bit of league, and I'm going to throw it back to Tony Kemp to intro our next guest. Yeah, good man too. Um, that we're talking about uh, too this morning. Izzy, the Warriors are named a nearly completely unchanged side this week to face the Broncos, but that doesn't quite mean that there won't be more movement in the halves. I think Sean Johnson, he's been named on an extended bench, and depending how training feels this week, could make a second appearance for the club this year. Our man Blue McLennan, who's a former coach, a very good coach too, uh, coached the Kiwis and the Warriors. A sh- extremely sharp rugby league mind um, knows exactly how much a win is crucial for the club this week. Bluey, good morning, mate. How are you? Good, Kempi. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good to, good to talk. Haven't seen you for a little while. How's things going, mate? What are you up to these days? Oh, just just at work, mate. Just, um, you know, nose to the grindstone. You know how it goes, man. Yeah, of course, mate. Good, good, good man, Albert. Man, always got your nose to the grind. Hey, Blue, what do you what do you take, mate? First two games of the season. I know you've uh, you obviously keenly watched the games. What what do you take out of it? What where do they need to improve? Oh, I think they've got a bit of a weakness in the back five, especially coming out of trouble. Mm. I mean, there's there's not a lot of size there. Like both centres are, you know, lightweight really for for centres um, and. You know, that's that's the Achilles heel I'm seeing for the Warriors. Like, uh, they haven't come across a good team yet. Um, when they do, I, I would say they're going to have a lot of trouble getting you know, getting out of their own end. And, uh, you know, and there's a bunch of other stuff too, obviously, defensively. They look a bit, you know, they look a bit uh, cumbersome through the middle at times when the ball's being spread. Um, you know, examples, Tigers, you know, picking up that try just with some push on the inside. Um you know, when you're getting points scored up in that middle third of the field, you know, that, that's pretty much an insult to your uh, defensive system. Mm. Uh, so, you know, the Warriors have got, they got a lot to improve on, mate, in my opinion. Hey, Bluey, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Um, just, yeah, what, what, what's your take on the mistakes, mate? Like, there's, there was a ton of mistakes in that last effort, uh, particularly towards the end. When they're trying to close out a game, uh, the mistakes were just flowing rather easily. Is that, is that something to do with, I've spoken about training, maybe training under pressure, how they're approaching trainings and then transitioning that to the fielders. Is, is that the kind of case with the Warriors or, or, or are they easy fixes and, and that's just the way the, came, the game's kind of flowing on, on the weekends? Yeah, hey Izzy. Um, yeah, mate, I, you know, you, you, can't, you can't beat good preparation, can you? Mm. You know, like you mentioned about it, like, doing it in game situations in the game with, with that intensity. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be the first thing that you you would would rectify. Uh, also, I think there's, you know, a little bit of confidence issues. Mm. I mean, the big one was, was Chanel, you know, going around on a sweet play, trying to pick up short side and, 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 and outnumber them, and he coughed it up. And, um, you know, so that that's an error a half shouldn't make, but... Like, he's a kid I really like because he competes, but his form this year has has dipped a bit. Mm. And, 
you know, that's a bit gutting uh, because, I, you know, I think he's a good player. So with your question, I think, yeah, it's, it's that preparation's got to be bang on. But also I think there's, there's little dips in confidence in some of the individuals. Mm. Yeah, Blue, pr- pretty interesting, mate. Oh, look, I agree with the, the back five. And I think the confidence, I, I just want to ask you a little bit more about that. Um, that statement there, the confidence with it's not surprising with Chanel. You know, he's he's been shopped around and doesn't know whether he has a contract for next year. Um, so playing playing with a bit of anxiety at the moment. Do you think that confidence um, or that lack of confidence is is ruminating through the team at the moment with the way that Brownie's coaching them? It could be. Uh, it's really hard unless you're actually there and seeing it, and you know, just watching players, but. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's hard to tell, but, like, Chanel always competes, and, uh, you know, he's not the fastest, but, you know, I've seen him do some really, really good plays, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, where he put himself in positions that he didn't have to be, um, you know, and he's, uh, yeah, he just, he's down on form, which... For me, you know, players that are real competitors—that's that's a worry. That's a bit of a barometer. When they, when they're down on confidence, something, something's not right. So, yeah, that that's a bit of a concern. There's a number of them, mate. I, you know, they played Brisbane this week, and um, you know, Brisbane absolutely got towed up by that good kick chase, you know, and intensity that uh, Todd Payton's brought, bringing into uh, North Queensland. Um, so, like, if the Warriors can't beat Brisbane, they're in, they're going to be in some, you know, pretty serious trouble, really. Mm, yep, totally agree, Billy. But what about the halving centre, uh, halving combination, mate? They, they haven't really settled. Obviously, injury plagued has, has made that decision that uh, obvious. But with Sean Johnson coming back potentially on the bench, what is your number one halving combination for the Warriors? What do you like? What do you want to see from them? And who do you want to see play? Um, it's difficult because, um, you know, they they tried Ash Taylor and defensively mm. he was really poor. Um, Sean, when his first game, you know, he, he was brought in to control it. He didn't do that job. I thought he was poor in the first game. I, I was a bit bewildered by the commentators at the time saying he played well. Um, Love it. So look, really, you got to go. For me, I'd go with Sean, mm. and I'd go with Chanel. Um, Cody, Cody's issues, a lot of issues. Cody Nicarima's issues in, in uh, playing as a half is mainly his pass selection, mm. for, in my opinion, and that's something that a half uh, pretty much gets born with. Um, it's you know, it's a real instinct. A lot of times he's good at going in and doing the short pass and squaring up and hitting the short, but mm. the moment he's got to start trying long and, and, and you looking at different options, he struggles with it. And I don't think he improved that very, you know, I don't think he improved that uh, <coughs> in a season anyway. Uh, it takes years. So I would go with Chanel and, and, and Sean and get Sean and fire, be firing Sean up. He's got to play with a, you know, a tougher mindset um, than he did in this first game. Couldn't agree. look. You could hear us, mate. You could. We couldn't agree more with Sean. I, I, I thought those big errors in that first game was was exactly what the Warriors didn't needed, uh, didn't need at that time. But um, 
Bluey, I, I know you sit. I know you sit down. You got you got a fantastic mind in and around football and what the team looks like and what you would do. What where where would you make the changes in that Warriors side? You know, if you if you had an ideal world and and you were selecting the side, who would you and you had your choice of anyone in the competition um, to fill some seats in the Warriors? Who would they be and what positions would they be in? Oh, I think they need some strike on the edges, mate. Um, you know, obviously they went for Joseph Manu and, um, you know, I mean, geez. Wow, that would have been good. Wouldn't he be the player? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and you can play him anywhere too. You'd almost uh, be tempted to try him in at 5'8". He's, he's, you know, or, or, or fullback, he's that good. Yeah, I, I think mainly out on the edges, there's just not a lot of strike. Um, so he'd be the number one, but I'd even be, you know, I'd be tempted to put Josh Curran on an edge. Um, and have him playing and and uh, you know trying to create, and then you could, because I like it when Jazz comes on. I think, you know, he's really uh, he's really trying hard to curb his ways, isn't he, Jazz? You know, he's got a bit of fire in him, and uh, you know, don't we love that in a, in a teammate? You know, someone that's going to rip in and you know try and rattle cages, and he's doing it this this year. He, I don't think he's been penalised. Um, so, but he brings energy. So I'd be looking at having him at lock and um, and having you know putting Josh Curran on edge. I think that would that would help a lot. That that'd be the first thing I would do for them. Yeah, beautiful. Love those little insights and and lead-ins there from you, Bluey. Hey, quickly before we let you go, um, I feel like the last couple of weeks there hasn't been anything positive to kind of talk about. With the Warriors, and I, I feel like there's got to be something. Is there something that the Warriors are doing well or anything positive that we can kind of look for on Saturday night and say, okay, this is something they're doing really well, and, and if only they touch up on the things you've spoken about, then they'll be a quality side. Is there anything? Yeah, I think they're trying to um, they're trying to uh, open the middle up a bit by some some early shifts and then coming back, but. There's probably just need a, they just need their halves pushing through, mm. um, having push through supports. You know, in every team they should be counting their 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 seven, six, and one their their push throughs. And I, I, I'm also seeing um, some improvement in, in Reese Walsh. He's still got a way to go yet in, in, in defensive positioning, but he's really trying, and uh, he he's got that competitiveness in him. Mm. Um, and he's also got that spark, hasn't he? Uh, he's got that speed that that just yeah, you know, just threatens everybody, puts them on the edge of their seats. And so I'm seeing improvements in him. And, you know, I yep. read where he was talking to Billy Slater, and you can see he's really trying to get in positions. Still got a way to go, but he's cramping up because he's he's probably running more than he's ever run. Mm. Um, so. Mate, what an excitement machine he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the main reasons I'm, I'm enjoying looking at the Warriors to see what that kid could come up with. Yeah, I'm the same, mate. I love seeing exciting players out there, and uh, he is one of the ones to watch. Quickly, last one, Bluey. Who is the team to watch? Who has excited you in the NRL and made you turn on the TV because you want to watch them? Oh, look, Penrith, uh, yeah, they're top of the table already. What they did last year was outstanding. Um yeah, they're the team, and then and I'm always interested and always support the team that had won it the year before, 
and how they navigate their way through the year because it's damn hard because mm. everyone's after you. Uh, you, you know, you always watch the, you know, the the uh, the previous winners through that year, and you know, you know they're doing it tough and just how they're doing it. But what a system they got going. So I've been really impressed with them. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, we thank you for coming on the show, Blue McLennan. Brian McLennan, we appreciate you. Thanks for your little take on the Warriors and the entire NRL. And uh, as as always, have a cracking day and the rest of the week, mate. Cheers, boys. Take care. Good chat, Bluey. Beautiful, beautiful. Kempi, it's almost like uh, you and Bluey watched the game together, the first game of the season (laughs) together about Sean Johnson, mate. It's it's kind of spooky. Yeah, look, um, you know, he's a... His him and his father were really really good mo- uh, football minds. You know what I mean? Like Mike McLennan uh, should have coached the Kiwis. He and he only didn't coach the Kiwis because at the time Graham Lowe was a the Kiwi coach. Um, Mike did a wonderful job going over to St Helens and coached professionally and and brought a lot of good players through. You know the Kevin Iros, the 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 Blueys and all them, um, Daryl Williams, all those people. So he's got a really good take on the on the football game. Um, and he's I mean, he's done he's done some good stuff. You know he's, he he flogged the the Aussies in that Four Nations final if you remember, and, and comes up with some real good strategy. So when he's looking at the game, you know we we are sort of looking at it a little bit differently than a punter. And although Sean Johnson does, you know, a punter looks at the flashy stuff. They like to see the tries and the passes and the kicks and the and the and the stuff that really you know uh, I, I guess gets the taste buds going. But what you didn't see in that game against um, that first game out um, from Sean was that the first the first try was a, was a lazy defensive decision. Um, he tried he tried to milk a penalty. I think they've been trying to do that too many times this year in the NRL. And then a couple of really big plays on the early tackles. You know he's throwing a a pretty average pass out to the right right hand side where the winger should have. Been hit on the chest and had a had a clear under the try line, but that that kick on the second tackle when they're only two points behind with twelve minutes to go was was just a brain explosion. Um, and when you've got a marquee player that you're playing um, top dollar and, and bringing back who's saying that he knows how to manage a game better, come up with decisions like that, you 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 can't you can't be not disappointed. So I'm not surprised that Bluey Bluey said that um, because he's a realist, mate. You know, if he what what he what he just said then was I would be pulling Sean inside. Yeah, he said it in really nice terms. I'd be pulling Sean aside and actually telling him to start doing what he's saying he's going to do. You know what I mean? He he needs to tough. He needs to toughen up. He needs to make tough decisions, and he needs to make tough decisions for the players around him. What I found really interesting then on that conversation though was the back five. Now he's right. When you come up against the top sides and their kick pressure, so there was no kick pressure last week from West Tigers. They were terrible. There was no kick chase. There was no strangling of the first three plays. When you come up the top sides, Melbourne, Penrith, Souths, you know, these type of teams, you're going to get a ton of kick pressure. So you're not going to have a decent kick come down, um, come out and, and get kick, good kick chase behind it. But when they kick the football, they're coming back at you 100 miles an hour and they're going to strangle those back five. And their big forwards are going to have to run back further. They're going to have to bring the ball out tougher. And it's going to be a real grind for them. And what Bluey's saying there, if they don't get that back five right, they can get a bit of size in there especially, then he can see them struggling for the rest of the year against those top sides. That was a real interesting talk from Bluey. Yeah, nice stuff. And double eight, double three. the uh, look, the Tempe Big Post text machine there is there for you. 0800 How do you remedy that kick chase pressure? How do you fix that? And also, well, from a back five 
situation, who's the answer? Is there someone... Look, we're not going to go and sign Joey Manu, okay? So let's just put that to bed for now. But is there someone inside the Warriors camp that you've seen that you think can be a solution in that back five? I want to hear from you after this. Uh, we've got plenty more to come, including Kevin Shoebridge. The America's Cup, if you're waking up, is... Well, it's still New Zealand's Cup, PJ, but it's also going to be hosted in Barcelona. So we got to work through that one. Kevin Shoebridge up after 7.30. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempi spitting rhymes on the Rugby League world and Izzy here as well. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Quest Nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from $3.49, now 20% off. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. He's a proven horse with runs on the board. Self-assured, Mark, he said, go, he went big at the 100. Self-assured, the son of Venice Delight gets away from the fixer in Triple Eight. And self-assured for the 2019 Auckland Cup, and he's done it very comfortably. Auckland Cups, New Zealand Cups. Self-assured, moved up to Spangen, a confident soul and not a fear in the world. Self-assured's won the Cup, clear of Spangen. The big dance is still to come. The race with SENZ and our self-assured. Get him up, Marky. Get him up down the straight. South Shore rolls them in the Here race. Here at home. <laughs> oh, cop that beaver. Cop that Anton Leonard Brown. D-Mac. It's ours now. The race by grins. Can you believe it? Well, we can because South Assured is our ticket to the big time. And we want to get you involved. Double eight, double three. Your name. Where you are around New Zealand. And the words, the race. And we will get you... Not just a 0.5% share and $2,000 if he wins the race, but more than that. This is our last Wednesday of having a share, getting shareholders into the team. So, going to give you a double pass to come enjoy the night with us at our hospitality oh, table. Oh, yes, boy. Wow. I'm, I'm opening up the prize cabinet this morning, baby. Ooh. I'm rolling out. The, the Who wants to come? It's going to be a great night, I tell you. I'm coming now. I'm coming. I said, I said, oh, maybe I'm coming there. Daisy, it's been decided. <laughs> Arlo's not playing for Crusher Track. No, I mean, as he's coming to the race. <laughs> hey, um, I want to get you in. So all you got to do is text the race, your name and where you are around New Zealand, and you will be there with us on April the 14th, absolutely screaming Mark Purden and self-assured home as he looks to win the race by grins. <laughs> Can you imagine Beave? Handing over the trophy to Daggy. Well, it's gonna happen. It's gonna Anton, happen. I'd make Anton bow. I'd make him get down on his knees and like hold it up for me. <laughs> it's gonna happen. If you want to be in the team, send us a message right now. Oh, as you can tell, I'm very, very excited. Uh, right now, um, self-assured, will be getting the polish put on him by Mark Purden, Mickey G, McGarren, and all things harness racing up after 8:40 to tell us exactly where they are. But back to the program and back to the programming where Richie has come through with a fantastic text, Kimpy. If um, look, if you were coaching the Warriors this week, so let's just put yourself in a time machine, Kimpy. What would you be focusing on in camp in the lead up to the Brisbane Broncos game? That's from Richie. Well, if it was Sean Johnson and he's, you know, half a chance of playing, I'd put him straight back in the side. You know, I'd put him straight back in the side, 
and I'd, I'd be focusing on him running and manage, managing the side. I'd be spending all my time with my spine, especially uh, Sean, understanding exactly what you need him to do out there on a football game. If you, if you look at a lot of the good teams, um, and especially a lot of their, their lead, leading playmakers, they, they just get into the grind. They don't, they don't care what they have to do. Uh, they start the game well. They, they finish the game off well. And they get the job done. And I would be just, you know, my entire focus would be on that game management. Izzy made a really good point. He said there were way too many errors in the game. That what West Tigers did in that last ten minutes was absolutely ridiculous. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't try to win the game. In they tried to sipid. lose the game. Mm. And the Warriors weren't weren't much better with it. So, you know, all the back five and the front rows and the hooking and all that sort of stuff doesn't mean anything if you haven't got a decent game manager. And that's what Johnson is. Mm, oh, yeah, I love that, Kempi. Um, uh, one one thing I'd, pro- I'd probably just have the mindset: completing the sets. You got to complete your sets at the moment. They're not getting to f- fifth kicking, putting uh, you know fair nice kicks down there to put pressure back on the opposition. They actually turn the ball over at four, maybe even third tackle. So complete their sets. How they're going to do it? They actually need to work on their catch pass. I feel like their their skill sets are quite, you know, quite below par. And so that's causing a, a lot of disappointment and the inability to complete their sets. So, um, Kempe, this week, I know uh, the Crusaders are very passionate about completing their sets and getting right to the end of them and then making great decisions towards the end. Completing their sets, putting the pressure back on the opposition will go a long way. But that was a great question from um, from Richie there. Ima- imagine just taking a few of the leaders, and I know this mm. people are just going to roll their eyes at this, but a few of the leaders of the Warriors group and getting them to spend a fortnight with Razor. And just like and kind of learn about that discipline and completing your sets and completing your um, you know sticking so true to what you believe in and how you're going to finish this game because mm. you've got the confidence that what you do is going to win. I would just I mean look I, I you know I think it's I think you've got to go back. Mm. No, I I think you can't do that. I think it, it's you you know we're way past that point where we put a put a bunch of leaders in a room with Razor and say this is what you need to do. I think you actually have to get a broom. And and go right back. <laughs> you You've got to go right back and start start again and build some identity, and then take your leaders in and say, "This is what, you know, what what is he said? You know, the blackness um, in the jersey, you know, what it means to be a crusader man. That that type of that type of um, platform needs to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, Mark Robinson's li- listening. You know, and if if there's one thing Mark Robinson can do, is he can really scrub it. Scrub it out and start again. He needs to. Mm. That's the Warriors, Mark Robinson, as well. Um, 28 away from 8 this morning. Kempi's calling for a master reset, and it's high struggle to disagree with him. What do you think? Double eight, double three, or 0800 811. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand, the America's Cup's off to Barcelona, and Kevin Shoebridge will explain why shortly on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> SNZ, we had 27 away from 8 o'clock this morning. A lot going on. Uh, the Blues hanging on to beat Moana Pacifica. Oh, the Black Caps in a stellar performance against the Netherlands. Blair Tickner for Razine up after 8 o'clock to talk about his forfeit. And look, it was great to hear from Bluey McLennan about the Warriors. And he was singing off Kempe's song sheet on Sean Johnson. Sean, when his first game, you know, he... He was brought in to control it. He didn't do that job. I thought he was poor in the first game. Uh, I was a bit bewildered 
by the commentators at the time saying he played well. Yeah, there you go. Look, everyone sees something different when you look at a game of rugby league, but one thing we do know is for the Warriors' season to be salvaged, Sean Johnson has to take it by the scruff of his neck and the scruff of its neck. Uh, the America's Cup, it's still New Zealand's Cup, PJ, but it is off to Barcelona. Kevin Shoebridge, is he and me caught up with Kevin Shoebridge live? Well, not live. We recorded him out of Barcelona before the show. We're going to play you this interview very shortly, but I thought this was a fascinating little clip from it that might pique your interest. In a lot of ways, we've, we've ended up in a spot here in Barcelona where we think it, it's going to grow the sport, it's going to be better for the America's Cup, and there's a lot of opportunities. Grow the sport? Better for the America's Cup and a lot of opportunities, but does that come at the cost of turning your back on New Zealand, Kempi? I could just see a shiver go down oh, your spine. I'm t- I, well, as a ratepayer, you know, and and paying for that cup to stay here in New Zealand, what what are you what is that guy talking about? Seriously, you know, if you want to grow the sport, what about New Zealand? What about mm. growing the sport in New Zealand? What about growing the support of the New Zealand public that backed you for the last? Um, America's Cup, mm. you know, as a, as a ratepayer, I'm 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 filthy. Well, you say what is that guy on about? That guy's name is Kevin Shoebridge, and the full interview with Shuey coming up after this. Don't go anywhere because he explains exactly why. Then we'll let Kempy come off the long run after that. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Shop the Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse now, starting from just three dollars nineteen. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Alrighty, after months of speculation and negotiation, the venue and country for Team New Zealand's defence of the 37th America's Cup has been decided, and it is Barcelona, as we've told you this morning, that will play host to the event. It's a decision Emirates Team New Zealand obviously haven't taken lightly, extending the process before confirmations just come overnight, and it's a decision that will no doubt attract a lot of criticism, but that's something that Emirates Team New Zealand has never shied away from, making the right decision for themselves and what they see the sport. Kevin Shoebridge is an integral part of the COG at Emirates Team New Zealand, the Chief Operating Officer, and he's with us now out of Barcelona. Uh, evening to you, Kevin. I guess congratulations, firstly, for getting this sorted. A pretty long and arduous process or straightforward? It hasn't been straightforward, and it's been a long process. That's, that's really carried on at full speed ever since um, the AC36 match finished a year ago. Um, and, you know, we were fortunate enough in the end to have, you know, quite a few uh, venues that we could select from, all all that were really high quality, uh, but in the end, Barcelona was um, was the right choice, and we're, we're super happy to be here. Hey, Kevin, Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Um, so the decision was it was there ever a realistic op- option for New Zealand to keep the cup at home? Um, I know that we spoke about it earlier, the criticism that will come from this, but was that ever a realistic op- option for Team New Zealand? Look, you know we we you know we're all Kiwis and we've all we all sail in New Zealand. We're all from New Zealand, and 100, percent we would have loved to have sailed there. Yeah. Um, but we identified even before the last cup finished that, you know, it's imperative that we have uh, the right funding and and everything in place for the team. The team has always been our priority, mm. um, and by that I mean we have to put ourselves in the position that we can defend AC 37. So that first and foremost comes above everything. Yeah. Um, we went through a period of three months directly after the Cup negotiating with with the New Zealand Government and Council and couldn't come to an agreement there, which was fine. You know, they put their best foot forward and, 
that is completely fine. We don't have an issue with that at all. But, you know, for the sake of the team and for the sake of us trying to win again, we've had to look offshore. Mm. And, look, in a lot of ways, we've, we've ended up in a, in a spot here in Barcelona where we think it's, it's going to grow the sport, it's going to be better for the America's Cup, and there's a lot of opportunities. I'm, I'm sure you can't give us the exact nuts and bolts and digits in particular, Kevin, but uh, look, there's some numbers being thrown around that Barcelona City Council would be close to paying 70 million euros. Is there any way of us knowing how far away what the government could provide and what we could rustle up in New Zealand was to what you've ended up with? Look, we've, we've always been pretty open about what was required to run the team in the event um, because although they're separate, they're one. Like when you defend the cup, you've also got to organise the um, organise the event and organise the funding for that. Um, and it's it's pretty well recognised that that number was two hundred million New Zealand dollars. Yeah. Um, and you know the the hosts here don't want it uh, discussed about how their their money's sort of made up, and because there's quite a few parties involved in that, or who's paying what or what it is. Mm. But um, as I, you know, I think there's been enough chat already that people will know what that number is. What about the home and away? Like, I've played a fair few over my time, and playing away is very difficult. This seems like you're going to be away from your home, you know, comforts, your home crowd. Was that a big factor yeah. in making this decision? Like, how Look, are you going to emulate Barcelona to make it feel like Team New Zealand's home? Yeah, well, it's an, it's an interesting point that you bring up, because first of all, you know, it's a, it's, these are three-year campaigns. Yeah. And primarily, well, the biggest portion of the time we are based in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, you know, we spend about eighty-five percent of our total budget in New Zealand. Mm. We, you know, we support a lot of um, the marine industry. All the salaries are paid in New Zealand, or you know, all the training is done in New Zealand. So we do go away yeah. for a period. And um, you know what we've found in the past, historically, when we've challenged in Bermuda or whether it be San Francisco or Valencia. In a lot of ways, you're stronger when you go offshore. Mm. You know, you you we take the families with us, so we're a pretty big crowd when we go. It's probably about I don't know 250, 300 of it by the time you get the partners and the children. <laughs> but you, it, it's very easy to be very focused on what you're doing when you're offshore. It's actually, in a lot of ways, it's tougher to be home. Mm. It, it's probably a little bit different than playing in front of a home crowd mm. for the likes of what you guys were doing. Yeah. But um, for these events, these long period of events with big build-ups, um, it's great to be away from home and all the um, uh, and all the added complexity of that. And you know, I'm not saying that's a negative. That was 100% fine in Auckland. That's just mm-hmm. gone. But I just think it's probably slightly easier offshore. Yeah. Um, I'll come back quickly to uh, what the actual aspects of Barcelona you're excited for, Kevin. But look, I was lucky enough to be down there on the waterfront every day of the. Um, the previous the 36 America's Cup and is there any part of you that feels like maybe this will be a missed opportunity and we'll look back in history because with COVID it almost was like that cup just was what could have been and there was such a good buzz but there was never really it just never really ascended to what it could have been and the vibe was great down there but we would have loved more crowds we would have loved more international spectators and now taking it offshore, yeah. is there any part of you that thinks that there might be unfinished business and, and that kind of leaves a little bit of a bit of taste? Oh, you know, absolutely. And it, it was just unfortunate, you know, with the, you know, we definitely didn't get the full capacity out of what Auckland could have been because of COVID. You know, we missed out on all the, you know, all the overseas travellers and 
tourists. We missed out on the whole super yacht industry where there was originally 75 of them booked to be in the harbour. That, that's a real shame. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I agree with you at that point. Yeah, uh, look, and and that's, yeah, I guess it's just the it's just the the context of where we were at, and as you've pointed out, the numbers just had to make sense. Are you guys prepared? Uh, look, I know Grant's got thick skin. I know you've got thick skin, but <laughs> you prepared for what, what's going to come today because there will be a bit of an onslaught, I think. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, and you know, I I think, you know, when you sit down and sort of explain the whys and wherefores and why it has to be this way, I think most people are quite understanding and get it. There, there, there are some people that will never get it. They just, you know, they just think, well, okay, it, it should be in New Zealand and that's that. But there's the commercial realities of this sport. It's an expensive sport to run, mm. and, and and keep going back to the key fact here: all we're in business for really is to try and win the next cup. Yeah, that's the main thing. Got to win the, the next cup, mate. You're right on the button there. Quickly, yep. um, you know, you've made the decision now. The decision wouldn't have been an easy decision to make, but now it's been made. You're going to deal with today and probably tomorrow and maybe the next day, but after that, time's a healer. Going forward, what's the next few stages you've got to go through as a team to prepare for 2024? Well, that's, that's the great thing. You know, now we have some certainty. We know the dates. It, it's, it's back to business, really, getting straight back into the design and, and innovation and everything for the the next AC75. We've got the really exciting um, AC40 class, which is going to be launching sometime around September, October, which is going to be our training boats, but also used for the Women's America's Cup and the Youth America's Cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got the hydrogen project, which is about to launch in a few days. So there's plenty going on. Awesome, Kevin. It's an exciting time. Um, and Barcelona, it's not the worst spot in the world to be. I can see Izzy next to me. He's, he's I've a, never been, but I'm keen. He's, he's, he's already, as soon as we put the mics down, we're about to say work trip. Um, it's, it's great to chat to you this morning, mate. And yeah, well done for getting it all sorted. Um, like a lot of people will be with you, a lot of people will be against you. But as as he says, the time time is a healer. And ultimately, we just want to win the cup and retain the cup. So yep. all the best. Yep. And we'll That's talk great. again. Thank you. Ah, uh, there you go. And as I hear myself say that, time is a healer. Ultimately, we want to win the cup. We want that's what we want to win. I actually think I might have got a bit ahead of myself there. What do you think? Do you just want to win the cup? Actually, double eight, double three. Now, give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If we win the cup, is that okay? Or are you not going to forget forgive Grant Dalton, Kevin Shoebridge, and Team New Zealand for taking this? Away from us. Is he any more reflections? Just listening back to that chat with Kevin. Well, I had a chat with you off air. Team New Zealand. Are they Team New Zealand? Are they our team? Do they fly our flag? Team Barcelona. <laughs> you know, like... Well, they literally call themselves Emirates Team New Zealand. Yeah, yeah but, you know, are, you, you, are they back? Are they going digging back to the roots? Are they about the country, about us? Are they representing us? Or It's a business at the end of the day. It's a big money business for these guys, and they're going over, and they obviously it's very, very lucrative for them. Um, yeah, like I said, yeah, it's made me think. Well, it's got, the, it's got the brain going. Kempi, I guess it's funny, but they, they represent the Royal Squad, uh, Yacht Squadron of New Zealand. You have to be tied to a, a yachting club, mm. but ultimately their task is to win the event, and if they think their best chance to win the event is to take it offshore, what do they owe New Zealand at the end of the day, in your opinion? Well, they owe them $200 million. That's what it costs for the last one, because that's what came out of Kevin's mouth then. I think... I think what really interested me then is that he was already referring to the next world, um, the next America's Cup before the other one just had started, and and how they would fund it because they knew 
right back then that it was probably going to stay in New Zealand. So, you know, I'm I'm one of those those people that you know it wasn't the government that paid for it, mate. We paid for that cup to stay in New Zealand because we it was the New Zealand America's Cup. Um, if we knew that it was never ever going to stay here. Then, then there should have been, you know, I get, a, I guess, a bit of pushback on where that two hundred million dollars of our money was better spent because I, it wasn't wasn't spent well on the America's Cup because we don't get to keep it. Now, you know, going to Barcelona seriously, three hundred people in Barcelona. What do you think your wife's going to be unhappy about going up to live in Barcelona with the kids? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe so, But ultimately, when you've got teams that you're competing against that are aligned with Ineos, um, this Formula One technology. Look, pretty much the reason Team New Zealand was so desperate to win the America's Cup last time was because they needed the rights of the where to host it so they could fund their next um, challenge. And that's what I picked up. Is that right? Is that wrong? Double eight, double three. We'll read some of your texts on the other side of this. Well, give us a call. 0800-150-811. It's contentious. It's going to divide opinion. Mm. Are you upset? Will you forgive them? If they win it, it's all better. Eight minutes away if from eight. If they lose it. Wow. 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 It's <laughs> away from eight. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you on this one. Shop the Quest Nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from $3.49, now 20% off. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Okay, we're talking Team New Zealand or Emirates Team New Zealand taking the America's Cup to Barcelona. There's so many texts here, so we're going to need to take a while and the start of the next hour to get through them. Make Team New Zealand rebrand. I hope some of the top sailors pull out. Kevin has just said multiple times the sole purpose of the team is to win the Cup. Well, bugger them. They must be the only team out of NZ that don't have any hope of growing the sport. Sorry, Kempe. You can't carry on like that and slag them off for searching for extra funding without touching on the fact the New Zealand government clearly wanting a controlling factor and the bureaucrats at MB wanting to have their filthy fingers in the pie. I'm glad. <laughs> Hopefully it puts tall poppies in their place. That's from Matt. Uh, Kempe, there's a lot of emotion here. You've managed to fire a lot of people up. How about along with Kempe's idea that just move out of Auckland to another location in New Zealand, just like what the Phoenix did a decade ago? Um, oh, that's the Warriors. My bad. I <laughs> 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 thought they'd talk about Team New Zealand there. Izzy, it's, it's hot topic. She is hot, mate. Everyone's fired up. And look, it has got the thought process thinking. I'm starting to think about certain things. And, and Andy, uh, you know, Grant Dalton, not Andy Dalton, Grant Dalton, um, you know, and his, he's been, in, he's been leading that, you know, Team Emirates, Team New Zealand for a very, very long time now. And he has had his kind of controversial moments over the years. And I spoke to you off air about this. Like, is it just that when you think about it a bit more, it doesn't really feel like Team New Zealand's team because this is Grant's team. And and if there is ever anything to happen, you can't overrun him. You can't overturn him. Or you know, like he is that. That's his team, isn't it? Well, it's it's very interesting when you look at the power or balance of the team. Is mm. it Pete and Blair's team? They've wrestled a lot of the power away. I mean, they are the genius sailors that actually win the event. Is it Dalton's team? This will be debated uh, for a long time. Is it time. Peter Blake's team? I wonder how mm. Peter Blake would have felt. Well, you know. Kempe, what about this text from Dean? Good stuff, Kempe. Get into the pricks. They won't win it. They bought it by Brig Brother, let it go. I feel for Peter Blake, a good bastard who has turned in his grave. Dalton's a prick. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, you t- the, 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 see, people don't realise this. How many people are going to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch it in New Zealand? It ain't a New Zealand, it ain't a New Zealand team. No one's going to get up and watch it. They've just mm. lost the whole fan base of New Zealand. It's yeah. highly emotive, Kempe. Uh, a lot more texts here. We'll clear the, We'll get to them all. Don't worry about that. We'll just go have a little McCafe uh, recharge and, and fire ourselves up. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Back soon.
Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Louis Homer Watt, Tony Kemp firing the pundits up, talking a bit of America's Cup. Coming up in this next hour, we're going to talk a wee bit of cricket and then our Hydroflow catch-up with Mick Guerin, talking all things self-assured in the harness, the slot race. So make sure you keep those text messages coming through. The race, your name, and we are in the country. You could be a part of our journey. you got a chance to win double pass to come along with Louis, Tony Kemp, and myself to the big night. You get to see hey, Kempy's arms in the flesh. Yes, big Kempy. He'll wear that white singlet. And uh, you'll get it all out, so mate, looking forward to that. But yeah, you'll get a chance to come along April 14th for the slot race. Keep those uh, uh, texts coming through on the text machine. Double eight, double three. I'm going to fire off a few of these um, text messages. Got a great one here from just the office next door, actually. In my mind, hosting the America's Cup offshore completely defies the point. Forget the weird-looking trophy. The ultimate prize, and this is the bang on the button right here, the ultimate prize for winning was to host it be it for the economic benefits or the privilege of hosting a cool event. So if we don't get that prize, then the desire to win disappears. What's the point? That is the biggest prize is when you win it, you have the chance to host it in your home country, and that is a big plus. And now they're taking it offshore. Great question there from Ruben. Thank you very much for that, mate. Another one. Exactly, guys. A cup is a private event. Team NZ play on the NZ label. You, me, anyone with funds can enter. Step up, someone. Staff Dalton. Not Andy. That is from Andy. <laughs> Come on, Izzy. Step up, mate. Here you go, away. They're all fired up for you, Uncle. And then one more from Damon. 300 people for 90 days in Barcelona, which ain't a cheap city. At least, say, NZ 500 a day is 13.5 million. So there's over 10% of the budget gone on a holiday. Out of touch millionaires wanting everyone else to pay for their fund. That is from Damon. Two hundred million, and he spoke about it, Kevin. They are taking three hundred plus people to Barcelona. <laughs> Some party, Kimby. <laughs> so, um, look, I, I just want to touch on that last text. The, f- the figures: two hundred million dollars. Right? In rugby league, there's twenty-one thousand participants. If we break that down into twenty-one thousand participants, that's nine and a half thousand dollars per person that we can spend on in our game. Now, you can break that down in as many ways as you want. What if it was twenty-one thousand homeless people? Yeah. In New Zealand. Wow. We could spend $9,500 each on a homeless person for the year. So, you know, it's not that you, you, you're playing on the brand and a, and a piece of steel, which is a cup. It's what you're doing with the $200 million. million. Mm. Seriously. Well, Kempi, I've always said this about the Tempe Post text machine. It never lies. And Dave says Kempi's got more passion than the Warriors. So you are right, mate. And there's a lot you can do with that sort of money. And that's what people debate throughout the day. Keep your messages on double eight, double three coming through. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Bears and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. We're going to change your pace here. We're going to talk a bit of cricket with Razine. The Black Caps have started their one-day series against the Netherlands with a complete performance with bat and ball, restricting the Dutch to just 202. Will Young's efficient 100 made light work of the chase at the Bay Oval. If anything, the match confirmed how much depth we thought we had in New Zealand at top level. Debutants Blair Tickner and Michael Bracewell both very impressive with the ball plick. Blair picked up a forfa on his ODI debut, bowling some absolute heat. And, well, he's going to heat up the phone line as well, mate. Good morning, Blair. How are you? 
Kia ora, good, thank you. All right, mate. Your initial reaction to the news overnight, Barcelona. The cup's going, mate. Come on, give us a headline. <laughs> mate, I'm half, I'm half asleep and I'm just feet in the ocean. So sorry, I haven't updated myself. Were you foiling in the ocean or just swimming? <laughs> yeah, I was just floating. <laughs> nah, nice, mate. Nice. How was last night, mate? Getting, getting to don the jersey for the first time, mate, and, and making a hell of an effort out of it too. Four for, for 50 off your 10 overs. You must be extremely proud. How was it out there? Yeah, it was awesome to receive my uh, cap from Will Young, um, a good mate of mine, and, and to go out there and put that performance on. A um, little few things to work on, but wanted to be aggressive and, um, yeah, bowl fast, and I think did half my job, and I'll... Um, Look on to the next one, mate. Talks talks about the week. Like, how special was the week? Knowing that you're going to get an opportunity to don the cap, put that black cap, silver fern on on your chest, mate. Talk us through the emotions during the week and game day. Were you nervous? Yeah, I think it's my fourth ODI squad I've been in, so yeah. I've um, and haven't played. So um, I was yeah pretty chuffed that I was going to get the opportunity to play this time, and um, it was just, yeah, it was awesome for the family to come along and. Um, yeah, um, just stoked with it all, really, and it's um, hopefully going to be a good week. Nice. Hey, Blair, well done, mate. It's Kempe. What, what, what do you think the Netherlands offered in resistance? Um, I definitely think in the middle we um, obviously had a good start. We got them five down early, and then we um, they had a good partnership in the middle with Rippon. Um, they they looked to work it around, and they tried to get to the death stage, and I think they could have... They could have got us at the end there, so um, I think they've got a lot that they can offer if they have a good start. So um, we just keep, have to keep taking wickets and um, hopefully um, do that the whole series so they don't get a death stage. May you get to witness Will Young all year. He's a good CD man and he's going extremely well in provincial level and he's been able to transition that into the top level, mate. Tell us about Will Young and how he's been able to get so much success this year and just really kick on transitioning from you know, the, the club level to the top level. Yeah, he's an ultimate um, professional, um, Will Young. So he always, um, when he comes back to CD, he always shows the boys how to train hard. And um, I think it's just, yeah... It's just how how good he is. He does it at CD all the time, and and mm. it was coming. So um, no, it was just good to be there and good to see. So uh, kudos to him. Hey Blair, what about um, last night, mate? Mixing your pace was that something you focused on? Yeah, I usually do it a lot in the shorter form uh, format of the game. Um, in one day cricket, I try to um, bowl most of the deliveries quite fast and hard into the wicket and use my bouncer, but. Um, Definitely using my slow ball, but I've still got a little bit up my sleeve for the next few games. So, um, yeah, look forward to um, putting it all out there in the next two games and um, hopefully bowl even better. Mate, tell us about the setup you're rolling. The moustache, the <laughs> silky, sweaty, <laughs> slovy hair, mate. Look, what, what's, what's wrong? What's going on up there, mate? Uh, the missus said I'm allowed any haircut until our wedding in August, so I said I'm going to have a mullet and I'm going to keep the mullet and then both of them are going to be gone by August, so I thought I'd really um, really let it go. I might even get some blonde tips in it soon and see, see what you really think. Do it, mate. Do it. Make a statement. How good. Love that. Love that chat, brother. Hey, um, quickly, just tell us about the bowling partnership last night that you were able to form um, Cole Jameson. Good to see him take a couple of solid wickets. What was the game plan? What was the you got to have a plan as as a bowling unit heading into a match? What what, what was your kind of plan heading into playing the Netherlands, a team you probably don't know a hell of a lot about? 
Yeah, we obviously wanted to be aggressive at the top, try to take um, as many wickets as we could, and then the guys in the middle, um, it was, the wicket was a little bit slower, so it actually suited the spin that was holding in the wicket, Michael Bracewell and each so he obviously bowled quite well in the middle that they held up, and then we could still attack um, at the end as well. So, um, yeah, just being aggressive and taking wickets was a sort of mantra that we take at the start. Oh, beautiful. We're going to have to let you go, Blair. I know you'll be recovering very, very well because, you know, fast bowler. Soul's a fast bowler, mate. You put in so much effort, more effort than the rest of them. So you deserve a well-earned yep. break today, mate. Uh, congratulations on your debut and putting in a solid performance and uh, go well in the next couple of games. Cheers, guys. Have a good day. There you go. That was Blair Tickner, Razine Colour Shops, your paint stain colour and decorating experts. Great to chat with Blair, and uh, he's a bit of a character. I do love his setup. He's rolling up top. Mate, it is. It's Kempi. Where would that fit on your NRL list of worst haircuts? Oh, mate, it's up there. 100%. I don't know if you heard me yelling out at the top. You should try and rock out the hubcap, mate. I think the, I think the mullet's the go-to, but the hubcap's sort of, you know, if you really want to make a statement, go there. I found one the, I found one the other day too, mate. See the rat tails coming back? Yes. Yeah. You know, it, but, but you know, like the rat tail. Back in my day, the, the rat tail used to, used to go sort of right at the bottom of the back of your hair. And used to grow it from the in my bottom, day, with Martha you know. Kempe. But but these days they've grown them at the top of your head. Oh. So you know we're we're that monkey's bummers right at the top. It's so like they're growing that there. They're hanging tree. onto it right there. And then and then some of them are growing them out the side, mate. They're like they're like mm. you know, they're like they're like the Reindeer. the evil twin. They, they should call it the evil twin tail. Oh, it's horrible. Did you see that guy at uh, the rugby last night? I think it was Joe Weber's cousin. Looked like the predator. You see him on the on the TV? Uh, well, I know what Joe Weber looks like, and I can imagine his cousin. Would yeah, be yeah much mate, it was it was out the gate. We Honestly. should get some. We should get some females to actually come on the program and talk about what they actually think about the haircuts in this year's sporting landscape. Because man, uh-huh. we've give got, us your thoughts. We've got one. Uh, I've, is it all we, time? We've got a female. Mm. We haven't got a rat's tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you walk around with scissors in your back pocket just in case? <laughs> it's an opportunity. You know, oh. I, I, all I see is it's something to pull on. Mm. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap that one up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so Blair Tickner, fantastic to catch up with him, and, and they're going to go well moving forward. Topic of the day, he said he's been out for a float. Well, there's going to be lots of rich people floating in Barcelona in a couple of years. Hi, Daggy and crew. Agree with Kempi 100%, not even oh, 99%. <laughs> I'm a yachty, not a rich one, and I am pissed the hell off. Dalton has taken the cup away. I hope they lose. He is not a true Kiwi. Peter Blake would have never have done this. Glenn in Hobsonville. Wow. And that's just a kind of... Look, and there's another one here. 100% with you, Kempi. Rich boys and their toys. There is no loyalty at all in Yachting New Zealand. Remember Brad Butterworth went for the dollars. Cheers, Stratty and the Naki. Look, there there is form. We've seen this before, but I guess this one feels like a real kick in the teeth because we never actually got to experience the America's Cup in full last time it was here because of COVID. And Kempi, a lot of people would have loved to have been down there and actually got to experience it on the viaduct with a, a proper go at it. Yeah, look, I'm not having a crack at the. I'm not having a crack at the rich boys at all. Mm. I, 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 what, what my my flip of the coin is that if you are rich, mate, take a pay cut. You don't need the money. Well, that's what it. That's what it feels like. It feels like, man, let's just give me more buckets and bucket loads of more money. You know what I mean? When it's not a poor man's sport, mm. 
it's a rich man's sport. They get to sit on yachts. They get to sit on these big boats. You get out there, mate. You saw it all on TV when they when they were here. Um, and and we all bought, you know, unfortunately for the public, we all bought into it. It was our cup, the New Zealand America's Cup. You know what I mean? And it just feels like we've been sort of had the carpet pulled from out, mm. out from underneath our, our feet because someone's getting a pocket full. And, and they always use that statement eh, every time that we're from little old New Zealand, we don't get too much funding, we're battling against the big rich billionaires around the world to try and compete with these guys. And Then go and talk to yeah. Graham Hart. Yeah. Well, no. You know what I mean? Get Graham Hart's money. He's got billions. Well, I mean, look, if, you, look, if you're mixing with him, go and talk to him. Here's, here is, and this is the next level and layer to this that we will hear from today. I bet you Mark Dumphy um, and th- all that rich crew of guys that were really... And we'll they've, get they've, Ali they've, on they've, tomorrow. They've, they've drawn this through the... Well, they've, want, they've put this through the courts already. There will be there will be some really upset people because here they were actually offering the money. They said that they could raise the money, but... Does that then leave a question about who holds the power? Mm. And is there something that says to Grant Dalton or whoever is really pulling the strings at Team New Zealand, no, 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 no. I don't want somebody else you know, contributing to this and taking away from the collective effort we know best. We've won this cup. We need the power here. And I guess that's what we'll hear later today. Izzy, I'm keen to know from your perspective, do you feel sorry for the guys like um, Simon van Velthoven, Peter Burling, Blair Chuk, Glenn Ashby, the dudes actually on the boat who really, I don't think, have much... Um, have they been silenced? Like, you never hear from the crew. All you hear from is Grant Dalton, and we spoke to Kevin this morning, and obviously they are the big fish in this, and they are the one that make all the calls, but without those guys, you have no boat. And, well, and have they been silenced? Well, they need to be paid, and I know that Peter and Blair did hold out for a while, mm. and probably so they could get their fair chunk, but is that just, the, as an athlete, you've got to look after yourself, and do you think they'll be disappointed today, seeing the kind of the criticism coming their way? Oh, well, Team New Zealand's way? Oh, for sure. They'll be hugely disappointed, but like that's what I mean, I don't know how their, what their thought processes are. I don't know if they're for or against. We haven't heard anything, or I haven't heard anything, so and, it'll be interesting yeah. to hear what they say about this, and, and look, let's be honest, they're going to go on and say it's the great best thing for Team New Zealand because that's what and, um, Grant Dalton's come out and said and will probably force them to say. Yeah, and, that, and that's the point you're making, is he? Like, it's it's become personal, mm. hasn't it? it? It's it's someone. It seems like it's agenda driven because mm. we know we don't get to hear from the Blair Tukies and and the likes of those um, athletes that are actually steering that wonderful ship around the harbour. Um, geez, I hope Kevin and Sally keep. Talk to me. They only live across the, the, the oh, way here. Oh, yeah. And if Kim, he's listening this morning, you're doing it tough, he aren't you? Up, he's in Barcelona, mate. He's all right. He ain't coming. <laughs> which, which one of your houses, Kim? So. Pardon? Which one of your houses? Oh, cut it out. But, <laughs> no, look, I, I'm. It's you know. Speaking I, I am, of rich man, bit, I heard about you the other day. Disappointed that it's going. It's a little bit disappointed that it's going to Barcelona. Saint Mary's Bay, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, the, only, only the elite live there, mate. Only the elite live there. Kevin's like, but, but Karen slept in today. Boys, um, lads, surely we as a country own the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron given the royal name. I don't know about that. We should petition the Governor General to drop Team New Zealand and then they can't enter. This is utter BS that it's not in New Zealand. Anthony's fired up. And how about this one? Who cares about the Auckland Cup? It's the most elitist sport around. Rich man's game could not care less. Just don't pump in more tax money. That's from Chris. From the soul there, Chris. I hear you loud and clear. And is he? 
No, 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 I was just... Oh, yeah. Just tapping away, listening. Just, <laughs> and one last one. I don't believe in Team New Zealand taking the Mirrors Cup to Barcelona, but Team New Zealand are a high-performing organisation that has a culture of wanting to win. Maybe the Warriors should learn from Team New Zealand. Well, <laughs> send them to Barcelona, I think. Give them 300... I'll tell you what, you give them $200 million, they'll bring you home a cup. <laughs> oh... I don't know, you might have gone early there, Kimby. 20 past 8 this morning. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. the Kinard Tire phone line. Call us. All throughout the day, we want to hear from you. Give us a call and make sure you keep calling because this one is going to run hot. It's going to divide opinion. Um, yeah, really thinking of the... the well, no, I won't say that. But I'm thinking of people that really wanted the, the America's Cup in New Zealand. It, it is pretty disappointing news. If you're a passionate yachty and you wanted to be out in the harbour supporting them again, you'll be feeling it today. 20 minutes past 8, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past 8 a.m. this morning. Plenty of discussion on the America's Cup and also the Warriors as well. It's been great to have your company. Keep your texts coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Double eight. Double three, including the words the race, your name, and where you are around New Zealand. Because, well, we've got two tickets to join us in some lovely plush uh, hospitality at the race on April 14. And also, if Self Assured wins, you could take home $2,000 in shareholdings uh, by being involved with the race. Paulie Mawati, tab.co.nz, is on the line. They're racing at Matamata today. Uh, Paulie, did you have a market on whether the America's Cup was going to be staged in New Zealand and a punt is filthy? Uh, does not interest me in the least. Thank you, Louis. <laughs> wow. Give us a headline, Paul. <laughs> Good answer. <Thank> you <laughs> you grumpy, Paul. No, no, no. I'm uh, quite happy, actually. Um, I've put my money on the Broncos. They're going to come up with a W this weekend. Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm sitting pretty, I'm pretty at the moment, yeah. What have you done to the? Uh, so we, I, I tipped out. Oh, look, here we go. So I tipped out a couple this morning, and within about half an hour, the three races I've tipped them in, the markets are suspended. And then there I check. Yeah, what are Victoria you doing? Victoria Rock, a dollar eighty into a dollar fifty. Dearie me, Bobby. <laughs> Give the punters a chance, mate. We call Louis the money mover. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think they're just um, the. Scratchings have only just come out, and the uh, bookies are just yeah. uh, adjusting the market. So that's it. Um, I'm I'm sure they'll all be ready to go. In fact, I'm going through the markets now. I can see them all popping back up. So yeah, yeah, get that, stuck in. Don't worry about it. That's right. Dollar fifty you've got with uh, now deductions for Victoria Rock. Although it's coming from a dollar seventy five to a dollar seventy, and then to a dollar fifty. So there definitely has been some cash taken on that one. Um, also, neighbourhood into a dollar fifty-five a place, but that's all right. We'll find a couple of winners today, Paulie. Any promotions we can get our teeth stuck into? Yeah, we've got uh, the cricket uh, World Cup bonus back. Of course, today the Australian women, who have been uh, by far and away the best team in that competition, they are a dollar ten, uh, taking on the West Indies, who are at six dollars and ten cents. Uh, also, in the A League, the Wellington Phoenix take on the Brisbane Roar tonight. Brisbane Raw at two thirty, the Phoenix at two eighty. We've got a bonus back promotion on that, of course. Just place a pre-match head-to-head bet on either team, uh, and if the game ends in a draw, we'll refund your bet up to fifty dollars. Um, so if you like the Phoenix, you can back them at two eighty, and if the game ends in a draw, you'll get your money back up to fifty dollars as a bonus bet. And the same thing if you're a Brisbane Raw fan. So uh, not the worst promotion, to be fair, if you're a football fan. Uh, Because no one really likes to draw in football, so at least you get something back for it.
Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. Actually, there's and, and there's games on at the moment. England ahead in their World Cup qualifier and Portugal 1-0 at halftime as well. Paulie, thank you. We'll talk again tomorrow. Cheers, Louis. Cheers, boys. TAB.co.nz, hundreds of sports markets to sink your teeth into, get stuck into. It was never New Zealand's cup, is it? Mm. Wellington is our capital, I think. It, <laughs> bl- it blows there to say easy, but nah, everything is in Auckland. That doesn't help the rest of us except my team in New Zealand. Right, there you go. People are still very, very emotive about this. Yeah, look, I, I think about it a bit more. I'm, I'm gutted. I'm gutted, mate. Like, I'm just a sport fan. I'm, I'm a sports fan. I'm not, I don't follow sailing, but I enjoyed watching it up here in Auckland and seeing Aucklanders embrace it and, and really get behind it. Yes, it is a rich man's sport, and yes, there is a lot of money that has to go in behind this to keep this afloat. But still, as, as sports fans and watching the, watching the race, I, I loved it. And now, like Kempi said, we're going to have to get up early and we're probably going to not even do that, just going to see them. Obviously, on reading the headlines, getting the win. So that's hey, look, time zones. Kempi's a man of the world, very, very um, well travelled. Barcelona, I think it would be about nine thirty night at night here. They usually race in the afternoons. Mm. That's when the winds are right. Um, so yeah, we're talking like three a.m., four a.m., five a.m. So good for people that do breakfast radio, Kempi. <laughs> Well, at least we'll be able to see it in the studio. Um, well, Bez, Bez probably won't see it because he'll be sleeping in back when he gets back from India. <laughs> oh, Kempi. <laughs> yeah, look at him, he's happy with himself there. Actually, Bez has a game tomorrow uh, for Calcutta. Well, he's not playing, I don't think. He probably could. <laughs> he probably could. He probably could. Yeah, he just messaged me before. He said, he was like... What, are you an show about? No, he was like... Did the, what happened to the kitchen this morning? And I said, oh, he must have been listening. I said, oh, poor kids, poor kids. But he's all right. He's up and about. He's all oh, good man. Good man, is he? he Look after him, brother. <laughs> oh, see, Baz doesn't miss nothing. He, he doesn't miss a lot. No. He's, he's, see, he would have heard you there, Kimby. What are you going to say to Baz? Hey, hey, I just want to know what, what Kiz's haircut's called, mate. Oh, it's got the sleeping. Seriously. <laughs> the sleeping cut kids, is it? Or the, it's not the bowl pil- cut. Pillow head. <laughs> yeah, pillow. That's a horrible haircut anyway. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> 29 away from 9. Here's Araha with the news for Kavona together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Mick G, Michael Guerin to come up before the end of the show talking the race. We'll find our winner to join us at the table on the night. Plus plenty more of your messages on the America's Cup and, of course, the Warriors as well. And, of course, we've got Women's World Cup semi-final today in the cricket. So much going on around the sporting world. Here's Aroha. SCNZ with 27 away from 9am this morning. Tony Kemp on an absolute heater. Izzy Dag loving it in the studio. And uh, Louis here as well with you. Plenty to get our teeth stuck into this morning. Uh, Blair Tickner on his o- in his ODI debut, a forfeit, and man, he bowled some gas. We woke him up this morning. He'd just got out of the ocean. Um, naturally, we had to ask him about the story of the day, the America's Cup. Mate, I'm half, I'm half asleep and I'm just in the ocean, so sorry, I haven't updated myself. Were you foiling in the ocean or just swimming? <laughs> yeah, I was just floating. <laughs> <laughs> well, floating through the consciousness of New Zealanders today is the fact that the America's Cup is, well, it's New Zealand's Cup, but it's also Barcelona's. It's kind of like a um, co-parenting arrangement. Kevin Shoebridge, the co- uh, Chief Operating Officer of Emirates Team New Zealand, joined the show and tried to explain the decision-making best he could. I think most people are quite understanding and get it. 
there, there, there are some people that will never get it. They just, you know, they just think, well, okay, it, it should be in New Zealand and that's that. But there's the commercial realities of this sport. It's an expensive sport to run. And, and, and keep going back to the key fact here, all we're in business for really is to try and win the next cup. All they are in business for really is to win the next cup, and uh, look, that's they've been their consistent line throughout the whole thing, whole the whole time. I know that'll upset a lot of people, though. Is he because, as you've pointed out, we use and we kind of stand behind them as a patriot, uh, you know, like a, a, a parochial bunch of New Zealanders that we are. We are patriots at heart. We love this. You look at Sir Peter Blake, the Red Sox, the PJ mm. Montgomerys that have been out there promoting the sport for so long. And um, just to hear that the business that Team New Zealand is solely to be winning the cup, it does cut a little bit because you would like to think that this is more more than that and it's about inspiring another generation of sailors. Yeah, that's what it's about, inspiring the next generation. Now the next generation has to wake up at three in the morning and watch it over in Barcelona and, and you know not be able to witness this live. Um, so my question, uh, Louis, if it is our team, and, and the thing with the government at the moment, we, we kind of get an inkling of where the money's going and we kind of get a basic detail of how it's been spent. So if it is our team, do we get any detail on, on where the money is going, where it has been? And we spoke the other day about salaries, mm. about salaries. So What's well, cheeky pocketing? What's, you know, where is all this money going? How much is Grunter making to live next to Uncle in St. Mary's pay? <laughs> you know, so like, those, those are the questions. You know, like, it is $200 million to run this. Um, it is $200 million to run this event. <laughs> you were about to cough a swinging arm over the top. <laughs> oh, lucky uncles at home, eh? <laughs> but, you know, those are the questions. Uh, if it is our team, we should, we we have the right to know we're exactly where it's gone. And, and well, wasn't that the about? point though? It's mm. that they've taken it away. They've taken the other. Mm. The, maybe this is the information that people of Barcelona can find out. So Emirates Grant Dalton, should we call? It, yeah, well, what's another name we could call it? I, I don't know. If it is in our team. Um, well, yeah, no. I mean, this is a bit the age old question, isn't it? Should we use the the word Emirates and news bulletins? Should we describe them as Emirates Team New Zealand? I don't know. This. It, it's it is complicated. There are differing opinions. I understand in essence what they're saying that their own only objective is to win the race. But I also feel for the next generation of sailors and also people that really wanted to see it here. Anyway, um, Kempi's in the and has put himself back in time to be the Warriors coach this week. And you're saying, get on your foils, lads. Tack left and uh, get out. Get upwind. Is that what you? Is <laughs> <laughs> I actually like what is he saying. I, I think everything should be um, made you know, made available for us to have a look at, especially Grant Dalton's um, salary package. I think um, you know there's a re- big reason why they've decided on Barcelona, and and I don't think a trailer would be big enough to carry it home. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting conversation this morning. Um, in and around what it actually means to a Kiwi. I, see, the thing that I the thing that I know about New Zealanders is that they love their sport. Now, what they don't like is they don't. Anyone who's a supporter doesn't really like the wool being pulled over their eyes. And in this case, that's what this looks like. It looks like we had our wool, the wool pulled over our eyes, and we got done over last year. And 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 I feel like that because. You know, it was us, the ratepayers, that paid to keep that cup down here, and we thought we were going to have it forever if, if we were going to win it. Um, but if they made the if they made the conversation that said, well, before the the cup started last year, we we were deciding on where we were going for the next one. Well, maybe we wouldn't have spent all that money to try and keep it in the first place. Maybe it should have gone offshore last year. Mm.
Yep, no fair enough, Kempi. All right, well, I'll see you in 2024 at 3am for our watch party up in St Mary's Bay there. After this, it's Michael Guerin, a New Zealand Herald Racing Editor, and he is joining us for the race catch-up with Hydroflow, talking all things harness racing with Mickey G. After this, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 23 away from nine. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We are 17 minutes away from 9 o'clock this morning. Anything you've missed on the show, uh, Kevin Shoebridge, Blair Tickner, Bluey McLennan, uh, go have a look at our Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast channel. SCNZ app is the best place to do that. Now, Hydroflow are all geared up for the race at Cambridge Raceway. So are we. We're just trying to pin down our guy, Michael Guerin. In the meantime, actually, we got a, a, a text earlier on the show, Izzy, which was quite interesting. I did. It was in the first hour. Some Somebody wanted to know about how the South African teams were going up north in the Northern Hemisphere mm. rugby competitions. And because we always try to help and um, enlighten our listeners, I actually just went and did a very basic, quick bit of research. And um, I found out, so the question was, can you give a roundup of the URC and how the South African mm. ex-sub rugby teams are going? And, well, they've been doing okay, struggling a wee bit, but the Stormers and the Bulls have put together four and three game win game uh, win streaks. So they are up to sixth and seventh right in the playoff matchup. The Sharks had won four games before just dropping one recently. They are at eighth on the table. Uh, the Lions also got a win last round, and they are down to 12th on the table. But out of the four teams, three of them are in the playoff hunt. So, yeah, South African rugby going all right in the north, and it's a pretty brutal game up there. It is. ton of games. Back-to-back efforts. So it's, it's, it's a busy schedule, and that's what South Africa is going to have to endure over the next couple of years when they're playing the URC. Look, I haven't watched a hell of a lot of it, the URC. Um, it caught wee snippets on on the TV every now and then when, it, when it's playing replays. Uh, I think they're doing all right. From watching the table, mate, you know, South Sharks, they are the best out of the best of them. They're sitting six, so, yeah, they're, they're all thereabouts. And, uh, yeah, it was a great question. Uh, we'll try and have a wee bit more of a dig on the URC, because there's a great question. We missed the South African sides in the, in the Super Rugby. They were a big part of it for years. Kempi, up north, you spent time playing and coaching a bit of league up there. It's As far as union goes, it's always it's kind of considered a more brutal version of the sport. In rugby league, what are the main differentiators between the Southern Hemisphere style and the uh, North? Oh, are you talking about in the UK between rugby and rugby league? No, no, rugby league between the su- southern hemisphere and the northern hemisphere. Oh, yeah. Well, the the I like I like the northern hemisphere because it was more enjoyable. It was a lot more relaxed and and free flowing and a lot quicker. Um, a lot of people wouldn't really realise that they they think the NRL is the quickest game in the in the sport, but it's not actually a super league. Um, they got a much quicker ruck and they play the they play a much open mm. style of football. Um, so when I went up there to play, it was really oh, enjoyable. You know, you didn't have the scrutiny of a one town, one team Newcastle newspaper, the Herald, you know, the 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 Telegraph, you know, um, and all the scrutiny of the media on your back because it's all run by soccer up there. You know, you got pages and pages of soccer in the back pages. And that allows you just to relax a little bit. So um, really interesting that you mentioned the South Africans. I, for the life of me, don't know why the South Africans aren't, aren't at the top of their game in rugby league because they're built for rugby league. Yeah, I, I've they're always big, wondered they're this. Mobile. Yeah, they're big, they're mobile. I, I got to play against a couple of South African blokes over in England um, and they were tough, mate. They were like real tough cookies. So 
I just, for the life of me, don't know why they never really kicked on in rugby league because they, they'd be suited to play that sport. And they, you know, they, they're beasts. They're absolute beasts. So, is it cult- um, is it cultural? Is he like you've spent a lot of time touring South Africa? All through the schools, it's rugby union there. It's probably just like been that way for generations, and it's hard to break in for league. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the the main sports are the ones that get all the coverage. You got cricket in South Africa and the pro tiers. Um, the, you know, one of their top sports, even football over there. Football is huge in South Africa. They've got so many teams uh, playing in these big stadiums, and that's probably the most followed sport over in South Africa, particularly with the with the blacks over there. They love getting behind their teams and and. Oh, uh, Grant Elliott said that yesterday, didn't mm, he? Yeah, they they really love their football. Um, it's a great question, uh, Kempi. That you said league, it wouldn't even like put South Africa and league together, but they would make a hell of a good team. Skillful players, and you spoke about big and tough. They are as big as they come. And, uh, Imagine Pierce do- Space playing back mm. row. Oh, man, I, I could picture that right now. That'd be fantastic. But, yeah, it's just one of those oh, things. Burger playing front row. You know oh. what I mean? Burger carrying it through the middle of the ruck and tearing into the players. Um, you know, just that. And, you know, my, my son's got that Dutch blood in him, you know what I mean? So... Mm. We were talking about it the way that he played rugby league the other day, and he said, "Oh, you know, I really miss playing rugby league, Dad." You know, my son, my son wasn't a chip off the old block, but he said, "You know, he came to me when he was 16. He said, I think I want to play rugby league.'" And I said to him, "Mate, I wish you sort of said that to me when you were six, not 16." So he went and he played for the high school team, and he was one of those guys, is he? That when he when he went into tackles, he ran in with everything. He never had timing, mm. but he was tough, mate. <laughs> And he used to get up off the ground as hurt as the bloke he tackled. <laughs> and I remember the first time they they played Massey High School and he ran in and they had the set gun centre, Massey. And my boy was up against him. And the very first time that this kid touched the ball for Massey, I didn't know that they were mates. My boy hit him with everything he had, mate. And he come out rubbing his head and holding his knee. This is my boy. And the other kid didn't get off the ground. And I just said to him, well, at least you can defend, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about the attack. Um <laughs> And that's what the South Africans sort of remind me of. They remind mm. me of those type of blokes, you know, they're, they're just unorthodox. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and they would hurt to tackle. Oh. Um, and and they do carry the football. Like Jamie Bloom, who played for, um, played up in England against us, who's a fullback. Mate, you couldn't tackle him. Mm. Like when he, when he carried the football, he was just unstoppable, you know. And I just, I used to think, man, how come there isn't more South Africans in the game? Mm. Imagine, Imagine like Mark Duplessis just hitting. Yeah, just like well, remember that tackle he put on DC mm. where he, he oh. oh he actually Bismarck it, Bismarck ah sorry yeah, Bismarck Bis, 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 do you know the worst thing about it I was right behind Dizzy and I didn't tell him <laughs> I was like right behind <laughs> DC and I seen it coming I was like and I just like went quiet because I was like wow this is not going to be good and I was like <gasps> bang he got snapped and I was like oh sorry Dizzy should have told you he was coming from your blind spot he got up and played on eh I broke his jaw I think oh he broke his jaw yeah. He had a pretty significant injury from that. I so, don't think uh, apologies, Dizzy. Thanks, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> I should have hit his eyes, but uh, I wasn't. Yeah, well, that would have been a red card. He, he, uh, and I think it might have been a. I think he got yellow. Yellow? Yeah, I think he got yellow. But oh. it would have been red today, imagine for sure. Him, imagine him playing. I was just thinking, as you were talking about your boy, Kimpy, running in kind of unorthodox, just kind of like um, <laughs> like full body on body. You know, like there's those shadow, there's those holes in the walls and you've got to jump through with the perfect shape. I can imagine your mm. son like running into tackle like that and just copying red card after red card at the moment because that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. The South African discussion mm. in rugby league is a, is a real curious one and it's kind of along the similar vein of why no Polynesians are playing um, cricket. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of the... Yeah, si- right. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but 
There you go. Just That's a great text. Um, you didn't leave your name on it. And the other one you wanted to know was, can we talk about F1 and Mercedes and their woes? And I look across to the news booth and Dada has just lost it. So we're going to we'll find out. We'll, we'll chisel out a little bit of time um, this week for Araha to come in because she is a diehard Louis Hamilton, a Mercedes fan, and she's got her head in her hands at the moment, and we'll work out exactly what's going on there. So appreciate your message. We'll catch up with Michael Passionate today, everyone. They're all passionate. I love it. They are, Izzy. Very passionate, including Kempe. He's his last day. Get him out of jail. Get him out of jail. Oh, I can't wait. I can't (laughs) wait to come in with my clippers, mate, to sort out the river. (laughs) When when it comes to supporting dairying, horticulture, equine, sheep and beef, Hydroflow lead from the front. That's what they're doing at the race. They've got their own (laughs) slot. Thanks, Mick. Uh, We'll catch up with Mick another time, but with Hydroflow, we've got an episode of Country Clueless tomorrow when Daggy heads back to the estate and... um, yeah, there'll be something gone wrong. <laughs> I'll find out for <laughs> Just don't get on the ladder, mate. Eight and a half away from nine. Back to sleep on it with Rick Dog after this. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.